Welcome to the Everyday Conversion Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Sievercrop, and I am just like you. I'm busy with work, family, kids, church, and a million other responsibilities. And honestly, some days I miss my personal scripture study and prayers. And some days we as a family miss our scripture study and prayer. But I'm trying. So if you're not perfect in living the restored gospel of Jesus Christ, but you're trying, well, get along great, and this is the place for you. Five days a week, I'll share a brief episode, often based on the Come Follow Me curriculum for that week, that I'm using to have daily conversations with my kids, whether we're on our way to school or on our way home or if it's real quick before dinner. And you're welcome to use them to do the same with your family or your personal study. Just know that the views and opinions I share are mine alone and do not represent the official doctrine and viewpoint of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now let's jump right in with today's episode. Okay, episode 115, and this is an exciting one because, again, it's something as I was studying it, the promptings I received, and, and I would say the spirit that I felt, took me far beyond what it was what I was actually reading and taught me something um, related, but not something that was taught specifically in the scriptures. And that's a really cool experience. So I was reading in Hebrews chapter six, and I know this is jumping back to last week's come follow me, but that's okay because this is this is I'm, it's my podcast and I can do what I want. Um, and this was something I learned last week and I didn't have a chance to record the episode and I wanted to share it with you. So Hebrews chapter 6, Paul's talking about Abraham, and he's talking about the covenant that Heavenly Father made with Abraham, or with, that Jehovah made with Abraham. And in verse, uh, he, he's encouraging us to live the covenant, live the Abrahamic covenant in our own lives. Um, he says in verse 11, we desire that every one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. And then he says, for when God made promise to Abraham, because he swear by he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely, ble- surely blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end to all strife, wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. That by two immutable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, who have fled from the refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. So Paul here is talking about how, first off, he encourages us to live the gospel, to live the the Abrahamic covenant. And then he says, you know, when, when God made this covenant to Abraham, he swore by himself because there was nothing greater. There was no... When he's making note, there's nothing more serious he could do than to swear by himself because he's the greatest being. And he says, um, you know, he says, you know, when people swear by um, by something greater, they're basically um, that's the strongest promise you can make. And so I I'm thinking about this, and obviously he's encouraging us to to live the gospel, and he's impressing upon us the importance of it, and he's saying that you know basically. God will not break this promise. You know, when he says, um, you know, surely blessings I will bless thee and multiplying, I will multiply thee. 
that's a promise we can quote unquote take to the bank. We can count on that happening if we live up to our part of the promise because God, in Paul's words, swear by himself. He swear by the greatest thing he could. Um, he made as serious a covenant as was possible for him to make. You know, this was like this was like uh, the whole like blood covenant, you know, cutting your hand and shaking hands. This is like that times a billion, you know, by infinite. Uh, you know, that's what he was doing. He was showing as seriously as he could that he is willing to fulfill his end of the bargain if we have faith and patience and we do our part. So I'm thinking about that and I'm realizing I'm like, okay. So he's talking about how important this promise in this covenant was to, to, to God when he gave it to Abraham. And then I started thinking about the fact that as children of Abraham, as descendants of Abraham, as members of, of the house of Israel, we are promised those exact same covenants. We enter into that covenant. We have that same covenant with Heavenly Father. And I realize this is it's a promise that's given to me, just as literally as it was given to Abraham. You know, by receiving the gospel ordinances, by being faithful, Heavenly Father makes that same oath to me. He swears the same thing with the same solemnity, with the same promise, swearing by himself because there is none greater to me as he did with Abraham. You know, I think about the fact that this is such a powerful covenant. That the prophets saw fit to leave to, to reference it or to mention it in the scriptures and to reference it over and over and over again. And to be honest with you, our prophets are still referencing that covenant, and they will until the second coming. You know, President Nelson has massively emphasized the importance of being a you know a child of Israel, you know, of of being a member of the house of Israel, being a descendant of Abraham. And laying hold upon those promises. And so I think about the fact that that same care and individual focus that was given to Abraham when he gave received this promise, promise directly from God is the same care and focus that Heavenly Father made this promise with me, made this covenant with me. Because... If you think about it, this is why this is why it's so important that ordinances are done for individuals, even in the temple for those that have passed on. The ordinances are done for individuals, even by proxy. You have to do it individual because it's an individual covenant because between Heavenly Father and his child, not his children, his child, individually, as one, nobody else. When I stepped into the waters of baptism, on May 24th, 2003, I'd think about the date there for a second. When I stepped in the waters of baptism that day, the covenant that I made with Heavenly Father was as serious to him as the covenant that he made with Abraham. That's mind-blowing. I mean, it's mind-blowing. And when the next person that joins the church steps into the waters of baptism, the covenant that they make with Heavenly Father will be as serious to Heavenly Father as the covenant that he made with Abraham thousands of years ago that's recorded in Scripture and is talked about for generations. And the covenants that we make should be talked about for generations by our descendants because it's that important. 
you know, and I, and I'm not just talking about those that, that first made the covenant, you know, if, if, if you're a convert or your ancestor is a convert, it's every single one of us. That covenant has to be renewed because if, if, if my kids don't make that covenant and live up to it, my grandkids never will, or it'll be very difficult for them to. Every single person in our lineage has to make that covenant. And it's an, as important for them to do it with heavenly father. It's as important for him as it is when he made that covenant with Abraham. That's massive. It's, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. And that's why, you know, ordinances are so important. You know, so many, so many people and denominations think that just by accepting Christ, it's enough. And that's an important step. Accepting Christ into your life is important. And I certainly have. I mean, I've, I'm changed because of it. But ordinances, the ordinance is a big deal because it is Heavenly Father's opportunity to figuratively sit down individually with his child and make a covenant and a promise to him to give him all him or her all that he hath to give him his inheritance it's an agreement and the ordinance is the most solemn and important thing that Heavenly Father can do to impress upon us the importance of what he's giving us, the opportunity he's giving us to receive an inheritance from our Father. You know, I think sometimes that's not as big of a deal anymore. But back in the day, that was a big deal. Receiving the inheritance was a big, big deal. It was important. It was something that changed who a person was to, re- to realize that they were responsible for all that their Father hath to use the scriptural term. And when we make our covenants through the ordinances of the gospel, the baptism in the temple, it's the same thing. It's a very important and solemn responsibility for us to take upon ourselves the ability and the promise to receive all that the Father hath. And that's why those ordinances are so important. He wants us to know that he takes it seriously. He takes it as seriously for us as he did with Abraham. And he wants us to take it seriously. He wants us to take it as seriously as Abraham took it. Because it impacts generations. And it impacts every single day of our life following making that covenant. See, that wasn't what Paul was talking about. I mean, it was, but... The things I learned, the things the Spirit taught me were unbelievable. The realization that an event that happened thousands of years ago that is still talked about today is the same event and just as important in the eyes of my Heavenly Father as when I made that covenant. Little old me from a tiny little town in the middle of Washington State in a tiny little sliver of the history of the world, that covenant, that promise of receiving the inheritance of my father was as important to him as the covenant he made thousands of years ago and that is talked about till still today. It's unbelievable. And like I talked about in episode 114, I finished writing that and I asked myself, what does this teach me about who Heavenly Father is? And what I got out of it was 
that he knows and loves me individually. And to him, my entering into the covenant is that it is important as when Abraham did so. That's what it taught me about who Heavenly Father is, that I matter to him as much as Abraham does. Changes the way I act. Changes the way I am. That's pretty cool. So I encourage you to think about that. Think about the importance of the covenant that you have made. And realize and ask yourself, how does it change how you act and who you are, knowing that that covenant is as important to Heavenly Father as covenants that he made with anyone else in the history of the world, including Abraham, including the prophets and the patriarchs of old. And I have a feeling that'll that'll change your perspective just a tiny bit. All right, that's it for today. Now, I know, I know you want to hang out with me longer, but we both have a ton of things to do today, including living the gospel and trying to be like Jesus. Cue primary children singing. I'm trying to be like Jesus. But hey, if you want to get the links to everything we talked about today, you can find it on the episodes page of everydayconversion.com. You can also do cool stuff like subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening platform, sign up for email notifications of new episodes, and connect with us on social media there. It's kind of like a virtual church library without the militant librarians or a piece of paper to sign out your three tiny pieces of chalk for your lesson. Also, just remember, I do my best to make sure my opinions are in line with official church doctrine, but they are just that. They're my opinions. For official doctrine and viewpoints, I recommend you go to churchofjesuschrist.org or comeuntochrist.org.